All right. So today we're going to talk about what's on everyone's mind, whether they know it or not. The war in Eurasia is affecting lives all around the globe. So let's get informed on what really matters. We're going to talk about it. So stick around. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today, we are talking about... Sorry. Absolutely nothing. That's what it's good for. I missed a line there. Jumped right <laughs> into like, the absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, but before we do that, we want to say what's up to the inner circle. How y'all doing? What's up? Good. Good to hear from you. Cool. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome, Stop awesome. it. Stop it. <laughs> Me and the inner circle were having a moment. We were connecting. Oh, okay, good. Um, also, we want to give uh, continue these announcements. We have a little bit of flash sale going on. We still have some merchandise left as far as Nick Smith Be Blessed t-shirts, yes. um, Kylie Joe Music Surrender shirts, and those are on a crazy discount right now. So go to the website, www.nicksmithpodcast.com, mm-hmm. and uh, get one of them before we run out because yes. we're going to have new merch coming this month. New merch. So excited. New merch merch. We're also going to be doing a drawing. Drawing. For... <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I wasn't. I was saying it. Drawing. We're doing a drawing. For uh, <laughs> some merchandise, some of that that new merchandise as well as some old merchandise. So you can get your hands on that. Also, shout out to our new listeners. We have some new folks all around the world. Y'all yes. are from everywhere. We got some people in the United States. We got some mm-hmm. people overseas. You are awesome. Thank you. Bless y'all. Thank you for considering our voices you. worth listening to. You are certainly on, on the top of our list as far as awesome people go. All right. Awesome. So let's, let's just get into this because this is a thing. This is a big deal. We, uh, we work with, um, an age group that, um, I was just talking with Nick about this. I was like, man, you know, the age group of people that I talk to now is different than what I, who I used to talk to. Yeah. I used to talk to mostly people my age or like 15, 20 years older. Um, at least, at least. And now it's significantly younger than us. And, um, so my, my like, finger on the pulse of the culture yeah. is different. Like the, the things that are relevant to talk about are different, but at the same time, they're not. And Nick pointed that out. He was like, actually young people, like what they're saying and worried about and what's on their minds is like a microcosm of what is happening in the bigger culture, in the, in the yeah. older culture. And it's intergenerational. Yeah. And, and so, so, yeah, what, um, what we're seeing a lot of is fear. We're seeing a lot of fear mm-hmm. in, um, in people worried about the world at war because, um, I don't know if you guys realize this, that we are dealing with um, unprecedented time after unprecedented time. And I'm ready for precedented times. <laughs> Can I get some uh, unhistoric events, please? Please. Just some normal stuff. You know what I mean? <sighs> Just some mundane Tuesdays type type history. That's what I need. Tuesday. I need some Tuesdays. Because Tuesday's a day. Like, nobody really cares about Tuesday. Like, and yeah. Wednesday. You got my- well, Wednesday's like the middle Even, of the week, though. You know, Thursday's a forgettable day, too. Unless you're in college, because then they call it Thirsty Thursdays. Yeah, but that's bad. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. unless you're drinking water. Because <laughs> you should stay hydrated, my friends. Anyway, so um, let's talk about this this thing. Because we're, we're dealing with um, this global issue. And we live in a global world. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I mean, we live in a world where people are interconnected more than ever. I it's mean, a shape as well as a state of being. <laughs> exactly. Um, things that happen uh, in our lives are affected by commerce that happens uh, down in Panama. Things that yeah. we deal with on the everyday are affected by world relations. And so um, 
to just be locked in your own world and not even connected to the bigger picture of global news can leave you uninformed and mm-hmm. a lot of times insensitive to some pretty major events that, yeah. that you should be a part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, like being overly like, I won't say overly informed, but being almost obsessive about what's happening, you know, across the pond, as it mm-hmm. were, can lead you to uh, an equally, I think, dangerous place yeah. where you are obsessing over things and you're, you're so meticulously watching what's happening that you aren't even paying attention to what's going on in your neighborhood. Exactly. And you're not even aware of the needs around you. And so, and that's something in the church is a conversation we have because we have local missions and global missions where we understand the value of the local church and what we're supposed to be bringing to the communities that we're in, where we're planted. But we also see the necessity of global missions and the value of that to the witness of the church. And so we have this like balance that we have to hang in as believers. Yeah, there's a tension that you have to keep of being informed versus being fearful. Like how, mm-hmm. how much do you allow the information that you're uh, consuming to, to shape your worldview because it does, whether you believe it or not, even watching our podcast, listening to our podcast, it does start to shape your worldview, which we hope we're trying to bring a more um, balanced, stable, biblical based worldview to the the media stage. Um, But you have to be mindful of what am I consuming and how is it, uh, how is it working on me? Um, Because it, it starts to infiltrate your life. Yeah. Like it starts to, to step into that, that realm. And, and if you're not careful, the, the worries of the world start to consume you and they start to eat away at the spiritual fruit, the, the things that you're meant to do and called to do uh, with your family, in mm-hmm. your workplace, mm-hmm. with your local church. Like you have to be really mindful of what you allow into your space. Yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, so if you don't know this state of things right now, if you really truly have not been uh, paying attention to the news or you don't connect with people who read the news and you haven't heard about this invasion, um, Russia decided that it was going to invade Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Ukraine has a lot of resources. It has a lot of people, which uh, I believe is a community's greatest resource, yeah. is a nation's greatest resource. And so um, damaging not only the economy and the, the resources that are available in that land, but also um, killing innocent people. Yes. And um, everyone's kind of had their eye on this. And there have been, you know, there's a lot of developments. There's things every, every single day, there's something new being discovered and written about and shared, um, on, on the social media forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, there's this question looming of, is there going to be a third world war? And, uh, we actually had one of our, um, one of our students had asked that had come to me and said, is there going to be a third world war, Mrs. Smith? And I was like, uh, uh, hi, how was your day? Good morning. I'm so glad to see you. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> How'd that test go? That you took? Did you study <laughs> for that test, though? Because even if there's not a world war, you're still going to have to get that test. Um, <laughs> but, but really that question of like, is there a world war coming? Is there something else coming that I should be prepared for? And one thing we try to stress with the people that we're in ministry with, the, the, whether they're adults or, or young people, is you don't have control over these things one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but as much as we w- will obsess over whether or not this world war is coming. If, mm-hmm. Is there a world war that's going to shift the balance of power completely and we're going to be left destitute? Um, I think it's important to keep, like, to keep, it, keep it real with yourself. <laughs> that there is an eternal battle that's been, been going on for all of eternity. Yeah. And that we are a part of that as well. And that um, you know, there are often times where we will let the enemy invade the territory of our lives. Mm. We let him invade. Um, we don't put those borders in place. We don't put that boundary up. We don't honor the boundary. And so um, the, the craziness is that we'll do that, but not care as much about how we let our resources get cut off 
But then we want to start having these conspiracy theories about this world war and what yeah. Russia is doing and how are people going to respond. And, and it's, it's not helpful to us because we start to make it all about what's happening out there in the world mm-hmm. and maybe even start to blame the shifts in power and the way that things are happening. Well, it's because of the war. And now I'm having anxiety about this. And that's why I haven't mm. been being responsible with these things. When wow. really you haven't been being responsible with these things all along, but now you have a scapegoat. Yeah, that's and so we good. have to be careful when mm. chaos strikes to not make all of our issues centered around that chaos because our issues should be focused. Um, we should be focused inwardly, but also upwardly where we look mm. at, okay, this is the problem that I have. How can I make Jesus the center of this so that it can be redeemed instead of, yeah. oh my gosh, what's happening? I don't understand. Why, how, how is this war taking over everything um, and losing, losing sight of who truly is in charge? That's good. And we actually have an episode called What's Shaken. And I'll put Ooh, a card a good uh, one. in this area somewhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we talk about this very thing. And this, we talked about this almost two years ago, but the the concept the, uh, pandemic yes when the pandemic ha- uh, happened but the the concept and, and please go back and watch that because we go into depth but the idea is that when your world shakes you start to really find out what your foundation is and uh, to those who are um, over in Eurasia to those who are in the Ukraine or have family in the Ukraine um, you really start to figure out where your your hope and where mm. your faith lies mm-hmm. when everything is literally crumbling around you um, and so as believers. I love that you're talking about like having a scapegoat now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because now that the world's falling apart now, you know, my, my devotions don't matter as much because have you seen what's happening in Ukraine? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you going to stop over there by neglecting your spiritual Come walk on. here? Come on. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't give us the right or the excuse, um, to not nurture our, our relationship with Christ, not to, um, take seriously our responsibilities that God has put us over in our sphere of influence. Yeah. Um, yet it, it is a revealer of the state of our heart mm-hmm. when chaos hits. Um, is your heart grounded? Um, because yeah. it's thought of um, being, being neutral. Mm. Like, like you can't be neutral in the kingdom. Like you can't be sitting back and being like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to see how this all shakes out before I decide where I want to, to place my faith or where mm-hmm. I want to spend my time. Because it's like, if you are in a place where war is not um, imminently looming, like where we are in the, in the U S right now, where there is no um, immediate threat at this moment. Um, I'm not going to allow my fear of what could happen. Mm. Stop me from, from loving my kids today. Mm-hmm. Stop me from loving my wife today, because that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to sneak in and, and wants to consume you or have you be consumed by fear yeah. so that you're so paralyzed by all the, the should have's could have's uh, mites <clears throat> you're, you're shooting all over your life mm. right now instead of um, being faithful. And I love uh, when Jesus is confronted by the question of when will the end times come, right? Yeah. He doesn't say, well, listen, all you have to do, sit back, read the paper and, and try to figure it out, put the pieces <laughs> together. And as soon as you have a full picture of when I'm coming back, you'll be on top and everything will wow. be all right because you'll have safety and security because you'll know. No, he doesn't say that. And if your Bible says that, reading the wrong word, because that's not, <laughs> that ain't the go, word. Go God. throw that one in the trash. You get a new one, call us, we'll hook you up. Um, but what Jesus said is, listen, like, keep working, occupy until I return. Mm-hmm. And so our responsibility is not to um, attempt to be neutral or attempt to be um, the most informed, because knowledge doesn't change anything. Mm. Um, it doesn't change your heart. Your heart has to be changed in order for you to uh, perceive the world in a better light. Mm, that's good. Well, and 
even with that, like being neutral kind of thing. Cause I mm-hmm. think, I think there's, there's room for, um, transformation with neutrality. Like, even yeah. if you're like, well, I don't really know. Like even people who are kind of like, uh, in a spiritual sense, like, well, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, you know, I'm agnostic. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I know there's something out there, but I'm not quite sure. And it's crazy yeah. how, um, significant shifts in things will, will move you out of that neutrality. Yes. Like, even so. if you look at like, with reference to this current state of things, mm-hmm. uh, Switzerland has been neutral for a long time. For, for never. Even never. when, I mean, when it came to Hitler, they were like, you know what? We're going to just sit this one out. Which, hold on. Now, this could be saying more about their leadership, and I don't know. I haven't done the research. But what I'm saying is um, they sat back and were like, killing millions of Jews? Let's see how this all shakes out. I don't out. know. I don't think we need to. You don't need us Y'all to get involved this. in that. Y'all can figure this but out. But yet, all through that, like the, these seasons of being neutral, now, in this time, mm-hmm. in our day and age, we see them coming out of that and actually um, making a very pointed statement about where they stand and so even with being neutral even with like i don't know i'm just i don't want to get involved like there will be those things that we experience that will push us out of that that we won't we won't be um lukewarm anymore you're hot or cold and so yeah i think it's interesting we can look at these things we can interpret what we see in the news and we can take that and say wow like we're supposed to be those people that look at the news and we should be able to um, interpret that in light of, of the scriptures, we should be able to point people to a deeper truth. And it's mm. not always being over, it's not being oversaved. Cause yeah. you know, we can be those people that's like, well, you know, the war is coming, but the battle is not over. I don't know. You, you've heard it. You've heard it before. You, <laughs> you hear people. That-, that was a good try. I like where you went with that. And I was supportive listen, the whole time. Brother, listen, brother. So um. <laughs> but what you said though, um, I think has to be addressed. Like we are supposed to be a people that look at the the news in light of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But so often what you see in times of crisis is uh, believers who are looking at the gospel in light of the oh. news. And so people who are Come looking on. at the world events mm-hmm. and then going to the word and being like, wait a second, mm. this is happening. So what does that mean about the Bible? This is happening. So what does that mean about end times? This is happening. So what does that mean about who are Gog and Magog? Is that Come Russia and, and China? Is that like, maybe could be. What does that do for you in the moment and your spiritual walk? Like, yes, you should be ready at all times. Mm. It shouldn't take a threat of global war Come on. for you to be ready. Because here's the truth. And I got to put my preacher hat on. I mean, it doesn't fit on top no, of the No, you have LA your hat, L.A. hat on. But it's, it's, not a it's also hat. a preacher hat. Sometimes Preachers aren't allowed to wear those Sometimes you got to walk in the hood Sin. with a little flash on <laughs> real quick. But anyway, um, whether Jesus comes or calls, like whether he shows up, um, at some dramatic ascension and clouds part and all this awesome stuff, or whether you're driving in a car and you get sideswiped, like at one point you will see the Lord. So it shouldn't take this, this ominous threat to be like, Oh, the end is coming. You're closer to death today than you were yesterday. Come on. That's always true. And so you're closer to the end times today, whether it's the global end times or your specific end time, mm. um, you're closer today than you always were. So it, why? Why are we as Christians looking at the world and be like, oh, things are crazy. Now I need to interpret it as the end is coming. Mm. The end was coming from the time you were born, right? Jesus said the end is near, like it's coming. Like the, the kingdom of God isn't near though. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. Come on. And so we're living in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. We're not fearing the end times. Yeah. And so this idea of being caught up in the world 
and being caught up in the world news, again, not to say you shouldn't be informed because someone's going to be like, so are you saying I shouldn't watch the news? If you're going to say it like that, you probably shouldn't. But <laughs> that's how you're you gonna talk. have that weird cartoon voice. <laughs> if Maybe you're going to turn into Elmer Fudd's daddy, don't do it. <laughs> um, but if, <laughs> if you are a Bible-believing Christian, um, the news is always going to be the world is going to heck in a handcart yeah. and that we are still called to be salt and light. Mm-hmm. It's true. And you got to remember Amen. like <laughs> uh, just pass off and plate. We, We're gonna pass off. We sorry. have to remember that these things, whether you're looking at it as, um, you know, news or propaganda or social media, however you want to look at it, whatever um, you're viewing it as these things are um, oftentimes in our day and age, unfortunately used more for profit Come on than now. they are for actually yes. promoting the truth. Um, like the church is where we go, should be where we go to get the truth, not should my be. truth, not your truth, the truth. And unfortunately, when we go to these news sources to gain a sense of security, when the first thing we open up is that, you know, whatever news app on your phone, or you've got the little ticker that goes by on your uh, notification screen, when that's the first thing you're going to, for truth, you got to remember it, it's profiting off of you doing that. And I'm not saying that to, to push anything on you, but just to say like, there's a bigger picture to all of it, not yeah. just the bigger picture of the end times and what the war means for that. And how can I point people to what I'm saying so that they'll listen to me and I'll feel better about the truth that I'm creating in my mind, because then yeah. I'll know, you know, if this happens, I can say, I told you so. Come on now. Um, that's not what it's about. And I think the, the great damage that gets done to the witness of the church is a lot of times people only see Christians uh, talking about praying and, you know, repent and, you know, better get yourself right with God. When stuff like this happens, yeah. um, we call it, uh, what, what is it called? It's a, uh, oh, dang. <laughs> <sighs> uh, foul, foul weather foul, Christians. Yeah, foul, foul weather, weather friends. Yeah, foul, foul weather, weather Christians. Christians. And where, you know, or when, or it's like fair weather friends. When everything's going great, you know, God is good and all the time. And, but you also have those that when everything is going crazy, now suddenly we want to, oh, we just need to pray. We need, yeah. But yet we never see action outside of that prayer. It's the old jailhouse religion. Like you find yourself in prison and all of a sudden I need to find Jesus. And like he was available. He was was out out. there. And hey, not knocking it because transformation happens. Everywhere. In cells everywhere. Yeah. But the thing is when when stuff like this is happening and the people in your life are looking at your Christian walk, Mm -hmm. are they seeing somebody who is just obsessive about the end times and what's going to happen? And, you know, Jesus said that, this world power was going to do this. And if you look at the translation and you, if you do this to the words and you kind of flip it around, you, none of that, like, is that actually fulfilling the great commission? Yeah. And, and does anything about the world situation right now change that we've been given that commission? Mm. Yeah. Because the world has always been at war, to be honest. Um, here's one of the things that I, I want to say to our, our conspiracy loving friends. Um, how can you read Revelation where it says, or even Jesus' words, in the end days there will be wars and rumors of wars, mm. and say, oh, that's now. So it wasn't in Vietnam. It wasn't in World War II. It wasn't in the Korean War. It wasn't during um, Eurasian conflict. It wasn't, like, so none of that counted. <laughs> that was all, those weren't wars or rumors Not of those. wars. Not those. No. Uh, it wasn't in the Civil War. It wasn't in, like, there have always been. Jesus When Jesus uh, ascended, back into heaven that ushered in the end times like that. Mm. Since then, those things have been true. Um, and so when you get caught up in that, you miss those opportunities, those Jesus given moments, because we were at uh, a restaurant with our family eating uh, dinner, lunch, whatever it was. 
And um, it was the day that Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And so we went, uh, just didn't feel like cooking, so we went to go eat some food. And so we're sitting there just kind of cutting up, having fun as a family. And and we were t- actually talking about missed opportunities. We're talking about mm-hmm. how, man, if you're not paying attention, if you're so caught up in yourself, how you can miss an opportunity to affect someone for the kingdom, how you can miss an opportunity to pray for somebody. And uh, um, one of the things that we like to do as a family is w- if we go to a restaurant where we're sitting down and there's a server, we ask, um, hey, is there anything we can pray for you about? We're not pushy. We're not like, listen, you need to know Jesus. And we're not giving them Bible tracts instead of tips. If you do that, don't do that. Don't do- slap yourself. You first better off. tip them. Give them some money and stop acting We're working like for that. minimum wage. What's wrong with you? $2 an hour. Anyway, so we don't do that. But we do ask, hey, is there anything we can pray for you about? Because we're going to pray over our food anyway, and we're going to enjoy this time together. So we might as well pray for our server. And um, we asked our server that. And this this gentleman. Great server. Yeah, he did his thing. It was on his job. Um, actually so much so that our kids were like, why does he keep walking by looking at us? And we're like, he's checking the table, babies. He's trying to figure out if we need refills. Mommy, he's staring at me. <laughs> it's like, no, he wants to make sure you have enough lemonade. Anyway, um, he, he got really somber. He's like, yeah, actually my dad just died. Um, I would really appreciate prayer. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you have any siblings? He said, I have a brother who I haven't spoken to. And I don't know if he knows that our dad died. And so like for this young man, like, whether or not this war in Ukraine was happening, his world, his world was at war. Mm-hmm. His entire existence was in conflict in that moment. And as a believer, like we had the opportunity, the blessing to be able to be in that moment and to pray for him. And we wrote out a prayer for him on the back of, you know, the extra receipt that has all the information that they want you to take home. So you can do the survey and all that stuff. We'll be doing him surveys. So we just wrote <laughs> out a long prayer on the back of that and left it for him. As well as doing a, a verbal prayer, but um, all as well that, as a tip, as well as well as a tip. That wasn't the tip. All right. The tip wasn't. You know what? I got 15 minutes. I'm gonna write out this long prayer. No, we actually gave him money to bless his physical needs as well. Um, but how often do we forget that people still need to be loved? Come on. In the midst of our own selfishness. But we we become blind to it. Yeah. Or we use again, we use the state of the world, the state of the union as the reason why I can't, I don't mm. have time or I, you know, I'm, I'm just so focused on this thing. I just, I just don't even know if there's going to be a world war. Well, nobody knows if there's going to be one. Never have known. No, but like there's, there's nobody that can say, you know what? I know for sure mm-hmm. that this is going to happen. All we have is speculation. All we have is guessing, best guessing. And there are professionals who have been best guessing for a long time that sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. Yep. Um, we had the same thing with the pandemic, people mm-hmm. guessing how long it was going to be before we could go back to normal. And yet here we are still not fully back to normal. That's right. And so we can't allow what is happening around us. And this, this is like a, a huge part of being a Christian, mm-hmm. not allowing the cares of this world to taint our witness, to taint yes. our ministry, Come to, on. to slither in there and convince us that we don't have to be holy. Mm. We don't have to be, I don't have to act different for anybody. All right, I'm done. I can you do- just said the whole thing. I don't need, <laughs> I don't, you know what? And the crazy thing is like, the whole the end is coming mentality. It's been going on for a long time. The end is coming. The end is near. Oh, this changed. The end is near. Oh, the, <laughs> thank w- you. I'm going to go ponder that for a while. Uh, Sorry, right. um, but Jesus said the kingdom has come. That's right. And he said, repent for the kingdom has come. Now, there's a difference between telling people that, we, you know, you need to repent, you know, get right with God. Because, Turn or burn. Yeah. There's a difference between mm-hmm. those two things because fear mongering and telling people what's going to happen and all this punishment they're going to get if they don't. That's, that's not of the Lord. Like fear mongering doesn't, it doesn't say that it is God's, it, it is fearing punishment 
that will lead you to repentance. Because it is God's kindness That's right. that leads you to repentance. And, and Jesus also said, who of you by worrying can add one hour to his life? Who of you by worrying can, can yeah. solidify the length of a war? Mm-hmm. Who of you by speculating on Facebook <laughs> are able to shift the cosmos and bring about redemption for all. Who have you, who have you, Which one y'all got that? Who, who got that power? Who has the right algorithm that can shift right. political climate? Right. And if you know somebody who right now is sitting at home, double, triple and quadruple clicking on things because they think it's going to save them by knowing enough information and they're living in a world of fear, share this with them. If that's you, please, please listen to this again from yes. the beginning. Yes. God loves you. God wants to be in your life. Um, he wants to bring peace. So share this because we want others to know about the peace and the hope that Christ has for them. Um, so who is uh, winning the war? Is Ukraine losing? You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't How long know. is it going to last? I don't know. Who, uh, who's, is America going uh, to win? I <laughs> Do you win it? Does anybody war? win a war? Like, if you think about it, right? does anybody really win it? Um, yeah. Like, there are some questions, mm. friends, uh, that are, are meant to be unanswered. There are some things on this side that we just, we just aren't going to know. We're just yeah. not. And if you've ever been at a funeral for somebody who was killed tragically, you, you already know that. That's right. You already know. You don't, it doesn't take a, a, a war-pending global transformation for you to know that there are some things that happen in this life we have no control over, that we are not able to give people explanations, and it hurts. Yeah. Um, but, but the crazy thing is, on that same token, mm-hmm. we know that some wars are meant to be fought. Yes. Sometimes there are great battles that have to happen, we don't, and we don't know why. Um, we know there was a battle in heaven before creation, before human beings were created. There was a battle in heaven. There was a rebellion. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. It was, it was like, what? Yeah. And you can read about it. Um, there was a, there's like the battle of Jericho. We know about, we hear about this. You, if you were in Sunday school, you know about the battle of Jericho and marching around the city and the walls fell. It's crazy. Um, there was an invasion of God's people by the Babylonians and they took over. Yeah. People were in exile. They were like, there was a lot of stuff that happened that was bad. The Egyptians enslaved God's people. Yep. And it was terrible. And like used to beat them and they had to build Big old things in the middle of the and desert and make their own bricks. Things like, and stuff. Things and stuff and things. And well, and <clears throat> we also have the understanding of even in modern times, the righteous war and like mm. um, World War II having to step in in order to stop larger atrocities. And um, as believers, there have been times where the Christian church has united against evil in ways that says, hey, this battle has to be fought. Um, and I, I love in, um, in scripture where it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a, there's a season for everything. Um, there's a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for love, a time for hate. I I remember reading that actually in a devotion. I was like, when is there a time for hate? But you have to hate sin. Mm. You have to hate evil. You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to hate the things that are out to crush you and out to send you into, um, the arms of the enemy. Like you have to hate those things in order to, to run from them and run to Jesus. Um, but the battle that we're responsible for daily is the battle to to die to self and to mm. pick up our cross, the battle to um, not surrender to fear, but to fight against that with hope, yeah. to be um, champions for the cause of faith and not faithlessness and mm. not uh, leaving room for folks to make excuses for not representing Christ, including ourselves, because that's all we have control over. Um, next time the conversation turns to, 
well, this person's not doing, this world leader isn't doing what they're supposed to do. And this person, how, hold on, let's pause for a second. How are your kids? Who have you prayed for lately? When's the last time you sat down with the Lord? Yeah, let's talk about what's Jesus been showing you lately? Because I doubt he's been showing you what the leaders of the- The heirs of the president. Yeah, like I don't think that's what God's revealing to you in your devotional time, Mm. um, unless you're someone who um, advises the president, in which case, hey, hopefully the Lord does show you that. But that's probably not the battle that you're called to fight. Mm -hmm. So like step into that. Yeah, and um, we are called to wage war against our flesh. And this is, I remember listening to a John Piper sermon one time. Jimmy Pipes. Uh, Jimmy Pipes. No, Johnny Pipes. Oh, sorry. sorry. Not James Piper. John Piper. (laughs) Maybe there's a James Piper. I don't know. Um, Some dude listening right now is like, wait, what? He was talking about sin. And I love, he quoted, uh, I think it was Wilbur Force. Wilbur Force is his last name. He said, uh, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the sermon, John Piper, he's like, you know, John Piper, he gets, he gets into the words. No matter how you feel about him. That's how he's he's saying stuff. (laughs) And he was like, he like yells, he's like, this is war. And he's like, ah, like going crazy. And I remember listening to it one day, I was like folding laundry and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, it's like a battle cry. But then I was thinking about it. Like when people go into battle Mm -hmm. and this is like (laughs) across cultures, across generations, Mm -hmm. there is a a cry that happens when yeah. you're they're about to send them in that is just undeniable that we're fighting this is we're all out this is done we're done talking yeah. we're beyond talking there's no we're not singing dancing around it this is war and i think if we had the same passion about the sin in our hearts and, mm. and the brokenness that we face the temptations that we we come up against every single day if we had the same like almost violence towards those things as we do about trying to figure out who's going to win a war or who's responsible for a war, who should be, who should be getting involved in a war. We would see more transformational lives that are pointing people back to Christ than we do now. That's good. That's my firm belief. And you said we're responsible for today. We're responsible for this. Like we, one day, what did you do with what I gave you? Is it going to be the question we have to answer each of us individually and not just in these days or these times or this age or any label that we want to put onto this generation yeah. in order to avoid the responsibility of holy living. Come on. Cause that's, well, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Well, and we're called to, so one of the things about these days, I love like Jesus talks about the days of Noah. He talks about the mm. end times are going to be like the days of Noah. And I think so many people who are caught up in all of the, the conspiracy stuff, they're expecting a cataclysmic event that you can foresee. They're expecting the movie Armageddon where you can well, see yeah. this, this rock coming for months. And, and they're seeing themselves as Noah yeah. and his family. But what, what Jesus said is in the days of Noah, people are going to be marrying and giving in marriage. People are going to be working. People are going to be um, out in the field gathering. People are going to be grinding grain. They're going to be making tortillas. People are going to be like <laughs> eating like biscuits. Like they're going to be doing life normal. Yeah. And then boom, it's just going to come. Like it's just going to happen. And so no amount of speculation is going to stop that. Mm. No amount of um, fear is going to uh, prepare you enough for that moment. Um, the only thing that keeps us prepared is being responsible for the calling that God has on your life today, being faithful today with what God has given you. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you don't know what your next breath is going to hold, but God does. Mm. And so all you can do is use that breath, use yeah. your influence, use your sphere, mm. the, the people around you and those that you have contact with in order to point back to Jesus and to glorify him. Mm. Now, again, I'm not talking about um, beating people over the head, but I'm talking about living holy in a way that is set apart, that's different from the world, yeah. that's not utilizing mm. your platform just for self-promotion, says the guy with the podcast. Um, <laughs> different. But, 
No, <laughs> but our hope, honestly, with this podcast is that people would know Jesus more. And so um, this isn't even about us. This is about Christ. And so being holy is not about um, doing what you feel. It's not about mm. buying into the, the culture of, well, however you think you should do it. Is that how you should do it? It's about living for Christ. Yeah. It's about living yeah. different. It's about living set apart. Yeah. And that's what we're called to as, as believers in Christ. Yeah. And it's being called to that, even if it costs us something very great, even if it costs us our very lives. Yeah. Um, we see many examples of that in scripture, people being willing to follow Jesus even to death. And really, I mean, if you think about it, it's not anything more than what Jesus did for us. And yeah. I don't think <clears throat> I, Sorry. this is, this is Kylie speaking, not, this is not Holy Spirit stuff. This is just, I don't think that Jesus will be worth following if he were to ask me to do something more than what he did. Mm. That would not be a teacher worth following. That would not be a Christ yeah. worth uh, worshiping. That's interesting. Yeah. And so when we go into these battles where we are risking our reputation by hanging out with certain people, that's not anything more than what Jesus did. When we're risking um, having people not like us because we stand firm on truth, not anything more than what Jesus did. And when we, I mean, even for those who God bless them are literally in a mission field where being identified as a Christian would lose their life. Yeah. That is not anything more than what Jesus did. And so as Christians today, especially for us Western Christi Christians who we're, we're living a cushy life, mm. we got that cushy Jesus life that I don't even know. Sometimes I don't think that it's exactly what Jesus wanted for his church. Well, that's um, a whole nother episode. That's a whole other thing. But when we get, asked to be when we're inconvenienced <laughs> we act like that's being crucified that's, and so uh, martyrdom right and so that, it's nothing what we have to go through in this life is nothing more than what jesus has already done for us yeah. and that holiness that you're talking about is is not about our glory it's not about us getting the credit when somebody you know uh walks out of addiction when, or when somebody decides to do what's right it's mm -hmm. not it's not our glory it's god's glory that's right and it's also not about our security of being able to say, well, I told you so. I told you that Russia was going to invade Ukraine years ago and nobody wanted to listen to me. Okay, good. But did you Awesome. Did you love your neighbor? Yeah. Did, on, did you tell him did you tell your neighbor you love him? You know, that that whole thing, the being the believer that only knows uh the book of Revelation ish that only knows in times revelations. Um, when for people that only know that book, it's revelations. Okay. It, it's it's plural for some reason. There's multiple revelations. Um if that is the type of believer that you have found yourself to be, um, I want you to know that this isn't condemnation, but this is a call to repentance because yeah. that, that's not an effective believer. That's not someone who's living a with Christ life um, because you're, you're seeking to be with Christ someday, but you're not living with him now yeah. because he's called you now to love people. He's called you now to serve people. He's called you now. And I know the argument is, well, I'm serving them by telling them that they need to turn a burn because the end is coming. How's that been working? How many lives have you seen affected and changed? How many people have you seen come to a living relationship with Jesus Christ because of it? Mm. I'm, I'm going to say you probably have seen some uh, altar calls that were maybe full because people were scared. You know, you scared the hell out of people. But how much of that stuck? How many people mm. are in discipleship? How many people are seeking the Lord because of his grace and his love and his kindness? All right. So we don't want to be those Christians. That's not who God's called us to be. Um, that kind of stuff, those kind of conversations need to be had, but they need to be had by mature believers at the proper time that, that we're not here to scare the hell out of people. And so um, we want you to to seek 
relationship with others through the love of Christ. We want you to impact others where you are. And yes, this whole global issue right now that's come up with Ukraine and Russia is um, daunting. Like it is something that can bear weight on your soul if you allow it, especially if you're thinking about the right things, if you're worried about the lives lost, Mm -hmm. the families displaced, the people who are related on just across the border, yet Mm -hmm. both sides are at war with each other. Um, Like these are real hard issues. And so, yes, it can be daunting, but know that, that Christ is still in control. He's on the throne. He still loves you. And he's still got a calling on your life to do something great for him in the area where he's called you to serve. Amen. Well, we could talk about this all day. Show can. Uh, we, we really could. Actually, continue. let's keep going. But, the- <laughs> but uh, we just want you to know that um, we appreciate you listening. If you got this far, Amen. God bless you. Uh, make sure that you're commenting. Share, share your thoughts. Do you have, uh, have you struggled with this? Have you struggled with like being obsessive over this? Is this something you, um, you can relate to? Or um, do you have opinions that differ? We would love to hear. We would love to engage with you. Let uh, us no, know. No matter what you have to say. Um, go ahead and subscribe too even if you didn't like it, because we might have something else that you (laughs) do enjoy that you want to engage with. And remember, if you want to be a part of that inner circle that we talked about, if you want to go deeper with these conversations, we have a conversation we still have yet to have with our inner circle. We're going to have it. By the time this airs, the conversation, (laughs) by the time this airs, the conversation will have had been had. Will have had been had. Good English. That's a, that's a proper sentence. <laughs> we'll have had been had. Okay. Uh, but if you want to go ahead and be a part of that, you can go to patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast and give Nick some grammar lessons. It'll be okay. He'll, he'll I be got all right. This. We, we comment will, we'll that help Nick him is out. right. Just we, comment. We will help him out. Uh, but this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope that this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.